Hello, hello, people. Welcome back to the Chat with Matt podcast. I am back today talking with Rory Crossgrey. It's been the first guest for a while, basically because I've been very lazy and haven't reached out to many guests. But that's got to change over the next couple of weeks. I've got a couple of podcasts lined up and I'm very excited to uh, have these chats. Rory is an online coach and he is an online creator. He has done so much in the past year and I think his perspective is very interesting. And in this episode, we really get to the crux of everything. I try not to do wishy-washy stuff in between as much as I can. You know, I love my wishy-washy stuff. Uh, And I went straight to the point. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you would be able to drop me a five star on Spotify, that'd be amazing and subscribe. So without further ado, let's chat with Matt. Rory Crossgrey, what's happening with my man? Not much, mate. Just a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to have a good chat and see what happens with no script. Let it flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure by looking at your uh, Instagram videos and all, you just uh, you just let her go, right? My dad's iPad's going mental there. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, see, Instagram thing, like, see, we're letting it flow. Like, people always ask me, it's literally a generic question. I get everyone's like, do you script what you're going to say or do you like just let it flow? And I sort of do a bit of both because, like, I will have sort of key points. I'm, I've got two iPhones, one which has got the good camera. Um, obviously for the content you need to, I needed to upgrade because I was looking very foggy in some of the videos um, and then I've just got an old shit iPhone that I just I would type my, into my notes just the key points and sometimes you'll see I love putting bloopers up sometimes and a lot of my followers love it like just seeing the, the different side of it's not just perfection all the time and I always have just some notes just to sort of look back on I'll bring the phone up and then push it away again to make sure it's not in the shit <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a hard skill to learn just trying to memorize shit and even though you know the subject it's the way you want to put it out and put it across. Where you yeah, just have, you have to nail it down to a T and keep keep my personality in it, but also put a wee bit of like uh, facts out there as well. Yeah, it's definitely a practice because I find that what I want to do is try to make it as simple as possible mm-hmm. for people to understand me because I can tend to overcomplicate things and for people and speak in a particular way, and then yeah. you come out sounding like a robot, and then like <laughs> nobody's entertained, and everybody switches over after two seconds. So it's about yeah. trying to put your personality into it, but also make it as simple as possible. I think you do it so well, and the the difference, like the growth you've had over the past year, has been nuts. Like it has been. It's been um surreal like sometimes you don't realize when you're in the moment like and it's happening to you you're just sort of like oh it's it's grand it's life it's going on and it's moving the way it should be but then when i see other people growing i'm like that is so sick and then i'm like fuck i've done that and then i'm like people probably think that about me as well so it's like it's one of those mad things you never really think about yourself because we tend to turn ourselves down not in an always negative way but we'll always just pick wee pieces of of our life where we think we need to improve so you won't even really focus on the success as much but that's the one thing I'm actually trying to switch over in my life is having that nice balance of 
I feel like just because when I play football at a high level, you're always picking down your worst parts to try and improve it. And I wasn't actually focusing on what I was good at at the time. So now I'm having wee sit-backs at times and just writing down my positives in my life and my negatives, weighing up the pros and cons and just giving yourself a pat on the back, but not in the sense of you're done, just in the sense of good fucking shit so far, let's continue and grow from there. Because I think that's the one thing as humans we tend to neglect is actually giving ourselves a pat on the back when it's deserved. Yeah, 100%. I am the exact same. I'm so self-critical of myself. I'm like my worst enemy. Like, And it's it's the worst thing. Everybody does this, but everybody compares themselves to others. So like, yeah. oh, that person's doing really well. You're, you're like, that's great. But like, what the fuck am I doing, you know? Yeah. And then you're <laughs> like, I should be doing more. And then you work harder and then you burn yourself out. But really, the difference I found, and that's what I find with my clients as well, and I know you probably find this as well, is that when people want to change something, so if people want to achieve this fat loss goal or whatever they want, they tend to go, they get all this motivation and they try to do like 100 things at once, like just go hell for leather. And then after a few weeks, they're burnt out because they haven't made massive progress or maybe maybe they made good progress, but they're just absolutely wrecked. So yeah, I think... Yeah, exactly. So it's trying to get those habits. And I always say to my clients when starting off um, is let's sl start slowly. Let's look at your lifestyle. Let's implement some easy habits, the easiest ones we can think of that are positive for you and try to, to dissect your lifestyle uh, bit by bit. A hundred percent. And I, I think it is a case of there's so much information out there which is amazing that never there's never been this much positive information. It's always been the old school remedies of obviously living out of Tupperware and lunch boxes and, <laughs> and rice. It's always been that. And I've done it myself many, many times in the past, Googling what's the best way to lose fat, doing it, maybe getting results for the first three weeks and then thinking I can't do this anymore and going back to square one. So the one thing I've said with um, a few of my new clients who seem to get overwhelmed with the whole process of something being new to them, I would say, what I've learned recently, and I've seen it off TikTok, it was just like some motivational thing, but which I usually wouldn't watch, but there was a really good point in it. It's called the one plus two rule. And you maybe have heard of it because you're more of a, you would be more, um, what would you call that? Mindsetty. Mindsetty compared to me. I'm not, I just like winging stuff. And it's it's just maybe I'm, I've been arrogant to it my whole life, which I'm trying to actually bring into my life now where I'm actually being more like mindful and thoughtful of a lot of things. And it's actually yeah. helped me overall as a coach as well. Um, mm -hmm. But it's the one plus two rule. So for anybody that's not listening, before you go to bed at night, if you have a journal or if you have in your notes on your phone, whatever it is, write down one thing that's critical that you need to get done tomorrow and that you have to do it. And then two things, which will be a bonus if you get it done. So the first thing you do when you wake up is aim to tick off that one thing. And then them two extra wee habits or whatever it is, is just going to be a major bonus. And what you will find with that is it's not overwhelming because all you know is the one thing you need done. And once you get that done, you're probably going to be in a good mood. You're probably going to be happy that you've got it ticked off. And then the next two will just come straight after because you're naturally just in the flow of things. So I find it really positive. And a lot of my clients, it's helped them in the last couple of months, just getting used to things as well, especially in Ireland and the UK, when it's coming up into that seasonal change and things are getting a lot harder. And like mm -hmm. people don't understand if you live in a hot country, like it is, it's shitty around here around this time of year. <laughs> It's, it's not the most enjoyable um, scenery and stuff. So once you get yourself in check and sort of get a few things wrote out and plan your day, it, it will help a lot because the seasonal change can sort of knock a bit of motivation out of you. 100%. I'm so glad to hear that, like, because uh, for those who don't know, um, which is probably everybody, uh, we went to school together. You're a year yeah. or two below me. 
And mm-hmm. I always remember uh, you were the one who absolutely roasted me in the at lunchtime. I always used to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this guy is just putting me on the arse every two seconds. Uh, but no, football, uh, by the way, I was I wasn't roasting him. <laughs> shit, that's football terms. <laughs> I wasn't a bully. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez, no, it's weird looking back, and it's cool seeing your journey, and it's really nice to see because I I feel like. For me, I've always been like quite an emotional guy, um, and that's always been obvious in my content. To most people, even before Love Island and stuff, I would have been yeah. quite uh, deep. And every girl I ever went out with always said that you're like, "Oh my God, you're so deep." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking." Um, but it's nice, I because the way I think of it is, I think people are missing out a lot on their their overall potential if they neglect their mindset or their mindset and their like spiritual side yeah like take for example like gratitude in the morning this is why i'm doing like a habit challenge now a free habit challenge anybody can do it and the thing i want to do that is just to help people give them a direction during the winter months and basically if you don't have any money which i know a lot of people are struggling during the recession and stuff is just having a goal that you don't need any money you can just focus on that and you can focus on building your mindset as well as your physical health as well so it's mental and physical health how uh, have you found your your mindset and your mental health since all this uh, improvement and all this growth for you yeah it's just it was one of those things at the start where um I never, like I said before, I was sort of arrogant to it all. I just focused on the physical aspect of my life because I, I wanted to be a footballer. I just wanted to be fit. Obviously, with being a footballer, playing at a high level, playing over in college, moving away to different countries, you build that sort of um mindset where you, you just, you know, you want to go for that goal. So it's like resilience. I've built a lot of resilience in my life. So I've been able to deal with adversity very well. So with my growth i actually never had really any any real adversity with the social media side because it just blew up like i never really had a period where most people do like i was one of the lucky ones so to speak where my content just caught on and i wouldn't say lucky as in i didn't put work in but lucky as in i got that rub of the green that was able to help my growth and get pushed out on the instagram um but with that being says like i said it just grew so i didn't have any adversity with my social media and stuff which is starting to come to me now so my followers have been declining for like the last month um, I've been getting a lot more hate online and all these <laughs> things are just coming at once now. But luckily, like I said, I've built that resilience and I've got good people around me. So Sean Casey helped me at the very start. Um, Tony McAlevey is my coach now. And I've, I've had good people around me the whole time to help me sort of deal with the mindset side of things because I am very just arrogant. I'm sort of one of those boys wake up get on with it and just forget about it. And now I'm actually starting to, like I say, journal a little bit more, write things down that I want to improve in my life and not be uh, maybe as self-critical towards myself because sometimes I would pick myself apart. And even when I'm lying in bed at night, at the very start when I was growing, it was all about I couldn't really sleep well because I was thinking about content and trying to please everyone and trying to do this and that. And see since now where I've started journaling and writing things down and actually like talking even to my fiance about how I'm feeling on a day-to-day basis my sleep has been fucking amazing and for anybody that doesn't know sleep is probably one of the most important things you'll ever have in your life and once your sleep's good your energy levels are good you're able to wake up knock out habits because you're just feeling refreshed and re-energized and i'm not going to say sleep is the most like it's not like a magic pill that's going to help all your problems go away but it will help with them small sort of 
if you're lacking energy, you're feeling negative, you won't get your habits done, you won't go to the gym, you won't want to, in, in a fat loss retrospective, you won't want to track your food, you won't want to do these things. So I feel like once I started journaling and actually talking to people about how I'm feeling and not keeping things into myself, it's massively improved my overall quality of life. Amazing. That's so good. It's really nice to hear um, the benefits of you taking on something that you've never really done before and you see the benefits uh, straight away. I want to get into uh, more uh, off the physical side as well. And you are up there, you and Sean Casey and all are the fat loss kings. So you're like, <laughs> the recipes and all that stuff is amazing. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk about how uh, you got onto that sort of um, idea. So for those who don't know, they uh, they do like recipes, alternative recipes. So typically unhealthy foods and turn them into like kind of healthy, like macro friendly, calorie friendly foods. So yeah. I was wondering how, what were your, was it the fitness industry before that uh, prompted you to go that direction? Yeah. Like, and this is, this is like, I've never been asked this question. So I actually just thought about it there while you're talking. And I actually couldn't pinpoint an exact reason why I got into that sort of the macro friendly cooking. Cause the funny story is, so for anybody that hasn't seen or any of my content before, I released a recipe book at the end of February there in 2022. So I was about, well, like six, seven months ago, roughly something about yep. this, six, seven months ago. And two years before that, I was living in America just before COVID. Didn't know how to cook chicken. Like, didn't know how to make <laughs> Like, I swear to God, I literally couldn't, I could boil an egg and make scrambled egg. And that was literally the height of it. And now I've brought out my own recipe book. And before, if you do go and buy the recipe book after this, it's not like Gordon Ramsay-esque where it's just pinpoint perfection. But the reason why I think a lot of people relate is because I love food. Like, I've mm -hmm. yo-yoed at it before. I've gained a lot of weight after football when I missed out on all the things I've done as a kid. I gained weight, got back in shape, get injured, gained weight. Like, I've yo-yoed at it a lot. I've tried all the stupid things. I've tried all the fad diets, the shakes, all this here. Realized they don't work. And the one thing I was able to, well, Sean obviously helped me into this, was realize that you can still enjoy your uh, double cheeseburgers. You can have a uh, Zinger burger. You can have chicken stack with pepper sauce. Like you can enjoy all these. I just named most of my favorite foods are, but you, you, can, you can enjoy these things and still achieve your goals. And that was mind blowing to me when I first found out. So whenever me and Sarah went, me and uh, my fiance, Sarah went with Sean last year and we done a 12 week fat loss phase. Like we both didn't have a lot of fat to lose, but I just wanted to get back in football shape. And she just done it with me for support. And we got in very, like very, very, very good shape, like abs and stuff and very lean and shredded but we were eating chocolate like she had a chocolate bar every single night Sarah did and that was her wee thing and I like we were explaining to people like yeah we're able to have this and they're like how, how can you have chocolate and lose fat and that prompted <laughs> me to go on and I was like I can help so many people just by teaching them the ins and the outs of fat loss and understand that if you just make these small adjustments in your meals you're able to save thousands of calories throughout the week which means a you're able to still enjoy food instead of hate it and b that's going to make it more sustainable for you to actually do it long term rather than have a quick fix for four weeks and go back to square one. So that was the main sort of keys for me was doing it myself to realize it actually works and then going, fuck, let's teach people how to do this here so we can have a better, healthy community without all the fad diets and, and the bullshit, basically. Unreal. Yeah, that's so good. I kind of want to tie on to that. So I have uh, some clients and uh, I always find this. So I, I want to get your take on this uh, is what do you think is the difference between someone who uh, successfully achieves their fat loss goal and someone who doesn't? 
So that probably ties into that a little bit, but I'm kind of curious what your take is on that. I think it's just buying into the daily habits. I think habits breed your lifestyle, basically. Mm. So whatever you do on a day-to-day basis. So the main key habits that are so simple that I think people neglect is daily movement. So especially Mm -hmm. this is hard as well, because like I say, fat loss is not a one shoe fits all approach. You can't just give one client a program and give the exact same program to a client because one of them clients might be a mom with four kids who a single mom with four kids who has a lot on her plate and one could be an 18 year old without a job who can go to the gym five times a week so you have to sort of understand what habits you can implement early on but daily movements the main one seven to nine hours sleep and then just getting a good base of micro and macronutrients i always say yes essentially you can eat whatever you want and lose body fat but you want to feed your body fuel, like food is fuel for your body. So I always use the 80-20 approach, which is 80% whole nutritious food. So that's like your lean protein sources, complex carbohydrates, obviously fruit and veg, and that's getting the good fuel into your body. And you still give yourself that 20% wiggle room so you can have that chocolate bar, you can have a few drinks at the weekend, and you can have them bag of crisps or Ben and Jerry's, whatever you want. And you can implement that into your calorie goal and still obviously achieve fat loss. So I think the difference is buying into the small um, daily habits that are actually going to build your lifestyle and help you build and breed it long-term, um, sorry, long-term sustainability. Yeah. So that's, that would be my main key there. Like a lot of people answer, oh, people who want it, just want it more and people want this more. I was like, <laughs> you can't say that because people, you don't know people's day-to-day life. Like people have struggles in life and people don't have the same day-to-day life that I do. Personally, for me, it's easy because I, I work from home and I can go out and get 20,000 steps a day because I've got that. But that's why I always have a good chat with any clients coming on to me, understand their lifestyle, understand who's going to help them, who's going to support them with the friends and family, and then we'll build a tailored program to their needs just so it makes life easier for them. What are some uh, myths you, you found about f- fat loss? Sorry. Myths? Oh, Jesus. You got an hour here to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wanted to get into. <laughs> yeah, the, the main one, like, well, the main one is obviously carbohydrates. And like everyone knows, I I done a video on it yesterday. It's like de- the bread seems to be the demon of food. Like it, it, it's, you can't eat this and you can't eat that. The One of the mad facts I actually seen the other day was um, in Asia, they've got the highest um, consumption of carbohydrate in the world, but they have the lowest rate of obesity in the world. So I was like, if carbohydrates is the key to, or is the reason why people are gaining fat, then why the fuck's like most of Asia, why is Asia got the lowest obesity with the highest carb consumption? So something like that so small can dis sort of can disapprove that myth and everyone, then people will bring up studies and try and argue with you, but it's just bullshit that they're eating after 6 PM, making you gain fat and fruit has too much sugar in you, which is going to make you fat. And you have to do faster cardio in order to burn that fat. And the myth with that is, if you do um, fast the cardio and you don't have carbohydrates in your system for your body to use, you do use fat as fuel, but it is not body fat in terms of if you are still consuming more calories than you burn on a daily basis, it doesn't matter if you use fat for fuel, carbohydrates for fuel, or if you fucking put petrol in your body and use it for fuel, you will gain body fat if you're consuming too many calories for the amount you're eating and the amount you're moving. It's as simple as that there. <laughs> uh, it's so true. So basically for everybody that um, is listen to this and uh, i suppose it's kind of been just the what's the best way to put this the overall thing for the past years the early years of the fitness industry was that you had to go hell for leather you had to stay to a strict diet you had to be really really ruthless but what you're saying and what the way 
this new generation of coaches and all our teaching is that it is about overall calorie deficit that's the main thing and the method to do that is up to your discretion some people can do keto some people can do a balance that some people can do veganism whatever they want but that's the overall thing the fat loss now from there i always think is fat loss doesn't make you look better like it it can in some circumstances some circumstances but the overall thing is body composition so if for example if you want to lose fat so you say my goal is to lose two stone but it's just pure fat and you just go down and you're just really skinny because you got no muscle then you're not going to look toned because toning is building lean muscle whilst losing fat yeah i that's what i always say and that's what i call the flump look so you will do a load of cardio you will do you'll cut your calories really low and you will sustain a calorie deficit and you will lose a lot of weight but like you say you haven't performed resistance training you haven't recruited muscle fibers you haven't built solid muscle tissue to show off once you do drop that body fat so it's called the flump look where it's just you're skinny but like it's sort of like a skinny fat look because there's actually no definition to your body like you don't have you haven't worked your abdominals well because you haven't been resistance training you've got no arms and you just look it's it's actually a deflated look more than anything Mm -hmm. like you probably look worse than you did before you lost the weight if you know what i mean and that's not going to be for everyone like obviously if you're like maybe like a marathon runner and stuff like that, it's going to be completely different depending on your goals. But if we're talking about the generic public here, you're just aesthetically wanting to look better for themselves, for their partner, whatever it is. And you want to perform resistance training. You want to recruit muscle fibers. You want to try and progress with the overload in the gym and enjoy that whole process. And once you pair that with a deficit and maintain your diet for however long you feel necessary, that's what's going to give you that toned look, which I hate the word toned because it's just been (laughs) so overused in the fitness industry. But essentially, that's what is going to give you that toned um, uh, look, which improves your overall body composition. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, And I find that even myself, when I'm um, in winter and I've been eating and I haven't really been, I've been bulking, I still look leaner than the vast majority of people, even though my body fat percentage is quite high because I've developed such a base layer of muscle to make me, to give me a shape essentially. And that's, that's the main thing. So I wanted to uh, ask you about what are the main mindset issues behind losing fat? I would say personally mindset, it comes to, and this is, this is, this might be slightly harsh, but I think, I think people feel sorry for themselves too much. And that's not me being a dick, but I just feel like the first time someone goes off track, they'd be just like, oh, well, it's over. I'm just giving up. And this doesn't work for me. When realistically, you need to be consistent for a period of time to actually see results. Like people will, and this is the issue as well. That I don't blame the general public because it's been so like there's been so much misinformation put out over the years, whereas you can do these three, four week shreds and be happy with it where people will try four weeks and they'll be like, oh, well, it's not working. I've only lost like four pounds. I'm like, you've lost a pound every week. See if you keep this up for even half a year. Just say that is literally, what's that? 20, like roughly about 27 pounds, 26 pounds throughout a year. That is absolutely amazing. That's nearly two stone you've lost in the space of half a year just from losing a pound a week. And what you have to realize, you're not going to lose weight every week. Things aren't going to be linear. There's never going to be a straight path and a successful path for anybody in life. You're going to have bumps. You're going to have uh, spike in weights. And they're all part of the process and the learning uh, process of it all to understand 
nothing's perfect. But if you are consistent, despite the imperfections, you will achieve your results. And it's as simple as that there. So I always use this metaphor, which people always find funny on my Instagram. Like if you were driving to a destination, say I was going from Castlewell, where I live, up to Belfast. I'm in Ballon Hinch and one of my tires get flat. I'm not going to go out and slash the rest of my three tires and be like, well, I'm not going anymore. I'm just going to sit here. So why, if you have one day off track out of 365 days in a year, do you feel like you have to give up the rest of them days and just pack it all in? So it wouldn't make sense. So once you do have a bad day, once you have not even a bad day, just a day where you've slightly gone over your calories, wake up the next day, realize you can't drive looking in the rear view mirror, look what you had, control what you can and go from there. It's as simple as that there. So too many people beat themselves up after one slight slip up when realistically everybody makes mistakes. Love it. Rory, it's been an absolute pleasure, my man. Thank you very much for having me, mate.